Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland and please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. My website is jasonnewland.com yeah so that's it really Um, that's the entire podcast thank you for listening so what have I been doing what have I been doing oh yeah also also I have a Facebook group called Jason Newland's Boring Group, which you can join if you want. It's really for the hardcore fans. <laughs> That's a weird, weird term, isn't it? But it's for those that, you know, really like what I do. So you can join if you like and uh, maybe get to know some of the other people. There are currently six and a half people there so far in the last three years, so it's going quite well. So join along. Join along if you choose. Molly is the boss of the group. And uh, what other things was I going to say? Vinny's having a nice chompy chomp. The little grumpy monkey is feeling a bit happier, I think. Yep, it seems to be. And so, today is... I really should do this when I'm more awake. Today's Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. And it's 20.03 hours or 20 hours 03 in the evening so last night or this morning at one o'clock the clocks went backwards an hour so I just have to massage my chest for a little bit oh that's nice Every now and then I just do that. There's no reason for me to tell you, was there really? Because you can't see, but hey. I I was up quite late last night, later than usual, because I was watching boxing. It was the Tyson Fury against um, Naganu, Naganu. Trying to make sure I say say the name correctly. Um, it was all heavyweight fighters, as the undercard was all heavyweight fights, and it was really good. And the worst fight was the Tyson Fury fight. All the other fights were way better. But in of themselves, probably to the general public that are watching, not as exciting as the Tyson Fury fight. 
simply because it was anyone's guess what was going to happen next. Because uh, Fury got knocked down, I think, in the third round by Nagano. And it was Nagano's very first professional boxing fight. So he was fighting the Linear and WBC, I think, or WBA, WBC, world champion, heavyweight champion of the world. And it was his very first fight and he knocked him off his feet and he hurt him quite a few times. And now Tyson Fury, while I was watching it, I was thinking Nagano should win this. He's done enough to win. But in retrospect, you know, with the, the light of reality shining on my forehead, the fact of the matter is, if you, you know, go from boxing terms, really, and I know that judges can kind of judge how they want some judges, so three judges, and some judges like the boxer who's going forward, likes the one that's being aggressive, likes the one that's actually putting some effort in you know um, they're both putting effort in but if you go strictly from the kind of the amateur rules as far as scoring like hitting the midsection or hitting the head area face area Tyson Fury touched Nagano way more more more, more times than he touched Tyson Fury Probably, I mean, I'd say probably twice, maybe three times as much. But he wasn't... Nothing, it wasn't any hurtful punches. A couple of, like, that would have been. But he was just... Nagano was it's like a, a beast that, that couldn't be hurt. Phenomenal. I'd, I don't really know him. I mean, I don't... I, mean, I, I know him. I don't know him. I mean, we don't hang out, but I do, you know, I followed him a little bit because he, he was the UFC heavyweight champion and he was well known for being the hardest puncher and to being an absolute beast in the ring or the, the octagon. So, you know, and he's going to get his book of records for the hardest punch and stuff like that. So, you know, he's he's known. He's a lot better known now. Worldwide because of putting Tyson Fury on his bum. Which is something that a few people have done, but. You know, wow, for, for a novice boxer. Mind you, he's not a novice boxer. He's a novice boxer in a ring. But part of training for mixed martial arts is boxing. As well as, you know, jiu-jitsu and other things. Anyway, so I was watching that. The most exciting one on points... And if you was going to look at who was the most exciting and who, I don't know, 
he looked better. Nagano looked better in pretty much every aspect of the fight. And I guess there was that comparison to him, to Tyson Fury in his previous fights. But, I mean, it's quite amazing, really, if you think about it. Well, I know this isn't a particularly interesting subject to most people, I guess, listening. But Tyson Fury's last two opponents, he is uh, knocked one out and he... The other fighter stopped. It was stopped. So. And those were both very seasoned professionals. Very well respected professionals. Both having fought for the world title. One previously and one for the first time when they got knocked out. Dillian White and uh, Chisora. Now, for Gananu, I could say his name a minute ago. Gananu, I want to keep saying Nanu Nanu from Morkamindi. When Nanu Nanu, Naganu, Naganu. Got to be really careful how I say that word, that name. Nagano is N-G-A-N-N-U, I think. And he's great. I'm a big fan of his now. Big, big fan. And the world title wasn't on the line anyway. But now, now that he's had that fight with Tyson Fury, he could potentially fight for the heavyweight title in his second fight. So if he had a rematch with Tyson Fury, or, I don't know, he had got, Usyk decided he wanted to let him fight him, he could fight for the world title because he's had his first professional fight, so he won't, he's not a, a newcomer anymore. He is, but, you know, not really. But Holmes is um, Fraser. Fraser. What was his name? Fraser. Son. I know his name. Marvis Fraser. Okay. So Marvis Fraser was. Uh, what's his name? Fraser's. Joe Fraser's son. Marvis Fraser. Okay, blimey. This is the internet. Marvis. Marvis is the son of former heavyweight champion and Hall of Famer Joe Fraser. There is no no information about any other sons of Joe Fraser. There are other people with the last name Fraser, but they are not related to Joe Fraser. For example, Freddie Fraser is a fictional character from the TV show Cheers. Brendan Fraser has three sons. What? So I'm searching for Fraser's son. Oh yeah, I suppose it could be Fray. Could be looking for a TV show, but blimey. Anyway, Marvis Fraser, Marvin, Marvis, Marvis. So 
he fought for the world title. I'm get the exact details because we well, you know me. I like to be as unlying as possible. Marvis Frazier. So Joe Frazier was a huge star in the seventies. World title. I don't know. Did he had the held the world title? Um, at least once. Yeah, I don't. Know if, I don't know if he. He were, Yeah, he won the world title from. What? Professional boxing record. They've got all these fights, but they're not showing. They're not showing his fights when he actually. Oh, this is Marvis Fraser. Blimey. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so here's what happened. Oh, okay. I was wrong here. I thought it was his second fight, but it wasn't. It was his. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is her 11th fight? He fought Larry Holmes. And the only reason he got to fight Larry Holmes is because for the world title was because he was Joe Frazier's son. Not only that, he did beat Joe Bugner in 1983. And so, you know, he did beat, that was a big name for him to have beaten. But during the fight... Larry Holmes, and this is when Larry Holmes was kind of, I mean, he, he lost his title in 85 or 86. So he was still at his strength. Larry Holmes, he got stopped in the first round. But Larry Holmes kept saying to the referee, stop it. So Larry Holmes, so Holmes was, you know, punching him and he kept saying to the referee like looking at the referee you're going to stop this because Frazier wasn't in the same league he wasn't ready to fight for a world title the next time he fought he continued fighting anyway but the next time he fought anyone that you know what he couldn't have been too bad because he fought three Three people that I know, I don't know them, we sometimes chat on TikTok, but so he fought and won against James Tillis, Jose, Josie or Jose Ribolta, and James Smith, Buster, no, James Bonecrusher Smith. I wish they put his proper name in. James Smith, Bone Crusher Smith, he beat all three of those people in a row, and then he fought Mike Tyson in 1986 in June, July, and Tyson won the world title in November, I think. I wonder if that was his last fight before the world title. Probably not. Knowing Tyson, he's he was having like 10, 12 fights a year before he actually won the title. 
No. Interesting though, because Tyson beat Marvis Frazier, knocked him out in the first round uh, in 30 seconds or something. But then Tyson's next fight was Jose, Jose Ribolta, who was the person that Marvis Frazier had beaten. Wow. And then he fought Trevon Burbick, November 22nd, 1986. I remember watching that. I didn't watch it live because I couldn't get to Las Vegas. I'm joking. I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch it live on TV either. But at the time, they ITV would show it in the morning on a, about ten o'clock on a Saturday morning, which was brilliant. I think it was ITV. So. It'd be on, I don't know if they showed it live on ITV early hours of the morning. They may well have done that as well. But I was unable to stay up all night because I was working. But they showed it on the, yeah, so they showed it on the Sunday morning at 10. At 10 o'clock. And I remember watching it and it was, I was, at that time, I was still staying at my stepmum's well, I was still living with her and my little brother, but with her, my stepnan. So we were all living in that flat. I was sleeping on a camper bed in a living room for the majority of that year. And then um, it was the following March 87. That's when I moved into my flat above the chip shop. That's when they all they all moved away. But I still I don't I don't remember it like I remember the fight, the Trevor Burbick fight. But I've seen it many times since, thanks to YouTube. But I just I remember watching it. I just have this memory of watching it and basically trying to drown out everyone else's noise so I was watching on very low volume because I was excited because I was at that time I was really into boxing um, I, my I'd say my let's have a look when did Bruno fight? Bruno fought Jerry Kutzer. So I remember Jerry Kutzer, he fought him in March 1986. Now I was still living in the family home at that time because I remember sitting in my bedroom listening to it on the radio live. It was Radio 2 or Radio whatever. And I just, just, it was so exciting because Jerry Kutzer was South African. No, he wasn't. He lived in South Africa. You think he was South African? Then he went, and but he was also British, but he was also somewhere else. So he was like a mixture of different nationalities. 
Um, I think the... How old is he now? 67. So he's still young. Anyway, he was... He was a bit of a giant of a man. Like, he's a heavyweight. And he was a former world champion. Was he a former world champion? No, he wasn't a former world champion. But he did... He... He was a a challenger. So he was a, a, a big challenger in the 70s. And he fought loads of people as well as beating loads of people that used to be champions. So I'll give you an example. Some of the people that he beat that were big names in the 70s. I don't know all of them, obviously, because I don't. But Ron Star, Ron Stander, he was a big name in America in the in America in the seventies. He beat him. He beats Leon Spinks, big name, the man that beat Muhammad Ali and won the world title. So he beat Leon Spinks by knockout, something that uh, Muhammad Ali couldn't do. He fought for the world title for the first time against John Tate. He lost that. He fought against for a world title for another world title against Mike Weaver the next year. He got knocked out there. So, to that, but he, he lost that one. He fought Charlie Chaplin, no, George Chaplin, which is Charlie Chaplin's brother. Um, I don't know if it is. No, he fought Ronaldo Snipes. I don't know who Ronaldo Snipes is. It's a nice, good name, though, isn't it? Pinkland, Tom's, Pinkland Thomas. He got a draw with him. He was, he went on to become a world champion. Michael Dokes, he won. Oh, he did win the WBA heavyweight title. He did, he did, he did, he did. I didn't think he did, but he did. He did. No. Wait a minute. He beat Michael Dokes and won the world WBA heavyweight title. And then he lost it three days later. No, he lost September, October, no, no, the next year to Greg Page. So, Pinkman Thompson, Thomas, Michael Dokes, Greg Page, he beat James Tillis. These were all big names in the boxing scene. Now we're into the 80s, like mid-late 80s. And I think basically he had, so if you think about it, he won the world title in 83. He lost it in 84, December. And then he fought Frank Bruno in March 86. So 84, December, 85, December, January, February, March. So it's only... 12, 15 months after he lost the world title, he fought Bruno. 
and Frank Bruno knocked him out in the first round. And then he carried on fighting, but no, he had a break. So that was 1986. He came back in 1993. Dave Fiddler. I might change my name if it was if it was uh, Dave. Um, West Turner, Dan Kosmicki, and then he fought Iran Barkley and got knocked out by Iran Barkley. But this was in the 90s, late 90s. So he was probably in his 50s by then. Wow. I didn't. You know, when I, I did say he won the world title, then I thought, no, he didn't. He didn't know. I tell you what, I thought he, I thought he fought. I thought that he went. I got it wrong. I thought if he, he actually, I want to say I thought he thought. I don't want to say that. It's actually the correct words I want to use, but it doesn't sound right. I remembered, or I believed. That he he fighted Larry Holmes, but he never he never did. I also believed he never got knocked out until Bruno, and that wasn't true either. Isn't it weird? Strange. That's very very weird. Uh. Wow. So yeah, and when he won the world title, he knocked out Michael Dokes. Now Michael Dokes, did he go on to win a world title again? Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But he was a big old guy as well. He was... He was good. He he held the WBA title from eighty two to eighty three. Blah blah blah. Who did he fight? Wesley Watson. Jerry Coots. I tell you, weird. This is strange. He lost his last fight. Is the world title? He won it, and then he 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 retained it once. So he had a rematch with Mike Weaver, who he won it from. And then he lost it to Jerry Kutsia. And he never won a world title again. One vacant, he didn't... F oh, he did fight for the world title, though. He did. But tell you when, ten years later. Straight up. Wow. So he lost the world title to Jerry Kutzer, and then he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven fights. And he fought Evander Holyfield in 1989, and he got knocked out. So he, at that point, he was holding that retired. Uh, WBC Continental America's heavyweight title. Not really sure what that is. And then 
lucky for another one, two, three, four, four times winning. And then he, he lost to Razor Ruddock. No, Don, Donovan Ruddock. They did call him Razor Ruddock. Well, Razor Donovan Ruddock. And that was before Razor Ruddock, the footballer, I think. Or maybe at the same time, even. I think before. And then he... One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine more fights. And then he fought for the... Which he won. Jose Ribolta being one. The same person that loads of people seem to win against. Mike Tyson and... Marvis Frazier, Mike Tyson also won against Jesse Ferguson. Um, so yes, they're the same kind of opponents. And he fought Riddick Bowe in 1993 for the WBA and IBF heavyweight titles. Now I would have watched that. And... He got knocked out. I wonder if it says, is that the one where he got knocked out like three times? Not knocked down three times. Dokes faced newly crowned heavyweight champion Riddick Bowe in his first title defence since defeating Vanley Holyfield. Bowe won by TKO in the first round, although Dokes and his team protested that the fight was stopped prematurely. It was obvious. It was obvious that Dokes was in no condition to continue after taking a vicious barrage of punches from the heavy hitting bow. After nearly a three, so it didn't stop him. He still came back. Three years later, it's two years later actually, and he fought Dave Slaughter. You'd change your name, wouldn't you? I mean, he really. He, I'm so. I'm, anyway, I mean, I. I said that song once. The when I was doing this um, car insurance, I said, "What's what's? Can I take your surname?" He said, "Yeah, it's Death." I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah, D apostrophe E A T H or something." I said, "That's unfortunate." And he said, "What? Excuse me." I said, "No, no. Someone's just." Um, the window cleaners just slipped off the ladder. <laughs> I had to make a, a like a change of direction, like a little magic verbal magic trick. And uh, but it's like what? Some of these names. So anyway, I watched the boxing. That's really all I was trying to say. Um, I. It was in, not Beirut, oh God, where is it? Um, it was in the Middle East, the the, the whole fight. Um, du I think it was in Dubai? Dubai? So, somewhere, somewhere anyway, in the Middle East. And it's it was a beautiful place. I mean, I think they built the stadiums just for this event and they were at three different stadiums and they didn't like change stadium in between rounds I mean the 
the main fight was at the main stadium, and then the other, f then they had two different undercard stadiums, which kept things running quite smoothly until the last final fight. I could have just said final or last there, couldn't I? And there was about an hour wait until the fight. You know, everything else went so smooth. You know, I didn't have to empty the ring because I just went to the next ring and said, now, now the next person. And there was one, two, one, one, two, three. Oh, wait a minute. Four. I think there was four. Four heavyweight fights. Yeah, four four fights. They're all heavyweights before the final fight. So it's five fights all in all being televised. And unfortunately, it was on TNT Sports. So it meant I couldn't watch it on the TV because the app wasn't, there was no app to use and I couldn't transfer it over, couldn't mirror the screen to the television. So I ended up watching it on a little screen on the iPad. And I tried to trick myself because I was sitting on the settee and I thought, if I if I pull the TV, if I put the iPad up closer to my face, it pretty much covers the television. I can't see the television, so it's kind of the same as watching the television. But it was up my nose. I mean, half half of the screen was actually inside my left nostril, and like it's hard to watch television like that. I've tried many times. Um, it's been, I think they call it being very picky. <laughs> picky, picking nose, pick. Uh, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. But it went on for ages. It started at six. And then it didn't finish till about, blindly. I didn't get into bed till half twelve. Probably quarter to one, half twelve. Very late night for me. I'm normally in bed at 10, usually, usually in bed by 10. But what can you do? You know, sometimes you just got to. Well, I was tired though. I was tired. I was like watching it thinking, I'm tired. I wish I could tell someone how tired I am. There's no one to tell. And I could tell Vinny, but he doesn't seem that interested. Hard to believe. He's not that bothered about whether I'm tired or not. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why. I don't really... Really get it, you know. He's really going at that bone proper. He's just had some dinner, so he's had his lunch or his evening meal, and he's got that bone. It's not a real bone; it's a a chew thing. 
loving it. Really going full throttle. Like fast. Almost as if he's trying to beat his, you know, <laughs> trying to beat his record of how quickly he can break it in half. Maybe that's what he is doing. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's streaming it live on YouTube. I don't know. Or more like TikTok because he's young, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. So. My favourite fight of the night. Well, there's two actually. There's, um, well, I liked all of them to be fair. I, I missed the first one. Martin Bicoli, because I thought the boxing was going to start at seven. Normally it does. But because it was in oh, United Emirates, you, oh, it was somewhere, somewhere anyway. Um, it's a pretty amazing place. It's, uh, wherever it was, it was beautiful. Like, absolutely, really, it was up there with any of the venues that you'll see a sporting event worldwide I would say and there was a lot of people in there as well loads of celebrities many many boxers you know from generations back people that um, are boxing legends Sugar Ray Leonard and Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bowe, I think Leon Spinks was there, not Leon, Michael, Michael Spinks, Michael Spinks, Michael Spinks, Um, 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 um. Quick ease. Was he sixty seven? So Michael, he won the he won the gold in the blimey. So he he was a middleweight in the Olympics. So he won gold. In the in the middleweights uh, in the nineteen seventy six Montreal Olympics. Let me just see what he did. Okay, so he didn't fight. Well, according to this, he didn't fight as a middleweight. He fought as a light heavyweight, and he won the world title in nineteen eighty one. And he started the campaign in 1977. That's a long time, isn't it? Considering he was Olympic gold medalist. To take that long. For someone. Because I, I say it's a long time. But quite often Olympic gold medalists kind of get the. They get quite a bit of backing financially and. They can't like more like you're gonna take the fast track. Especially when you consider in Marvis Frazier, 
got to fight for the world heavyweight title in his 11th fight. And Michael Spinks had won the gold medal and still had to wait till his 17th fight. And it's, yeah, blimey. So April 1977, all the way up to July 1981. So it's 77, 87, no, 77, blimey, 78, 79, 80, 81. So it's almost like three and a half, four and a half years. Maybe he wasn't in a hurry. Maybe. I mean, he had, what did he have in one, two, three, four, five, six, six fights in 1977. One, two, two fights in 1978. Then he had one fight in 1979. So I wonder what was going on there. Maybe he had an injury. I could have, you know. I can put boxers out of the ring for years sometimes. Um, his next fight was 1980. Oh, yeah. So he's he did one, two, three, four, five in 1980. Then he done one, two, three, four fights in 1981. The third fight of 1981, he won the WBA light heavyweight title. And he retained that. And then he won in 1983 against Dwight Mohamed Kwawi. He won the WBC and ring light heavyweight titles. And don't IBF WBS but it doesn't say oh okay yeah so in 1984 February 25th he beat Eddie Davis and he didn't just retain his WBA WBC and ring light heavyweight titles he won the inaugural IBF light heavyweight title. I don't know what inaugural means. Is that like the first ever? Um, I thought IBF had been around for a long time. Well, it has now, but I mean, back then even. So then, he went on to, he retained his title two more times, all his titles. So he was basically the unified world champion. Unified. Unanimated. Whatever. And then his most famous fight. Well, he had three, three really, really famous fights. And another, another quite famous one in between. Uh, the first one, the really famous one, was when he challenged Larry Holmes, who was the current IBF and ring heavyweight champion of the world. 
And I don't think anyone thought that Michael Spinks had a chance against Larry Holmes, who was, I think at this point, was, I think it was his 49th fight, and he would have equaled um, Rocky Marciano's record of having the most fights undefeated. Let me just check if this is right or not. Yep, it is. So his 49th fight with Michael Spinks, he lost. And they fought again. It was on, on unanimous decision. This was September the 21st, 1985. I remember that because, again, I was still living in the family home. And I watched it on... Probably watched it on the black and white TV. I might watch it on the colour TV. I might have even watched it with my dad. I don't remember. Really, it's, can't, it's such a long time ago. Or I might have listened to it on the radio, but I'm pretty sure I watched it. Possibly not live, because I wouldn't have stayed up late, you know, early hours of the morning back then. But I might have done, blimey. And then they fought again 19th of April, 1986. So it was September, then April, was it October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So seven months. And he won again. But this time it was by split decision. So he'd... I think he was the second person to be light heavyweight champion and go to heavyweight. I think. I think. An American former professional boxer who competed from 1977 to 1988. Held two world championships and two weights. And also won the gold. <clears throat> Nick's nicknamed Jinx. The Sphinx Jinx. Oh, that's, that's nice. And his brother was also former world heavyweight champion Leon Sphinx, who beat Muhammad Ali on points and won the world title. And then Muhammad Ali fought him again and won it back. Hence the three times of winning it for Ali. Corey Spinks was a former welterweight and light middleweight champion who was their uncle. I think Leon Spinks, yeah, he's, he passed away 2021. I never saw that fight, not, not even on... Um, he looks a lot bigger than Michael, because Michael mostly put weight on and stuff because he was a lot slimmer and he was a lighter weight. And he wasn't tall either, like for a heavyweight these days anyway. Six foot two and a half. Nowadays, you you struggle to find a heavyweight lower than six five, six four. Wow. So then... He so he won the world title. 
he retained, and I didn't realise this, to be honest. I didn't think he ever had any more. I thought he just gave the title up, but he didn't. He retained the IBF and ring heavyweight titles the following September in 1986. I don't know why he gave the title up. He must have done, clearly, because he already in 1987, Juan, he fought Jerry Cooney, uh, which was another big fight as well. Because Jerry Cooney was quite a big favourite in America. And he fought Jerry Cooney and he knocked knocked Jerry Cooney out. And Jerry was a big fella. Big old fella. Six foot six. Which was tall. In, in them days, that was quite tall for a heavyweight. Because for a heavyweight champion. Well, he wasn't. He, he never became champion. And that's, I think, the two people I get a bit modelled up with. Jerry Cooney and... Um, what's the name? Um, Kutsia. Because they were both, like, really big names in the 70s and early 80s. Uh and they fought loads of people and Jerry Cooney for example big names if you go you've got to go to pretty much his 23rd fight again look at this he went all the way through from 1977 to 1982 before he was able to fight for a world title that's how and there was just one, well, it wasn't just one title. Larry Holmes had the WBC. I don't know. If I'm right, I think Larry, I think the IBF just handed Larry Holmes a title because it was they'd only just come out. And they said, you can have this, get rid of the WBC, and you can have the IBF. But I'm, I kind of made that bit up. So he did fight Jimmy Young, who was a big name. He fought Ron Lyle. Big, big fella, strong. See, for those that... Those, anyone that's into, like... Um, uh, what's his name? Big, big, big... Um, big Joe. Big Joe? Not Big Joe. The grill guy. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? I've got his name already. Um, the name's gone. Why has his name gone out of my head? Jimmy Young, Jimmy Young. Tell me more, tell me more. Could you put up a fight? Give me more, tell me more. Do, 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 do. Uh uh, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. George Foreman. Blimey, Big George. It's all these different, that's what it is. Too many different names I'm going through now, and I'm starting to, like, who's who, what's what. 
Now, anyone that's watched George Foreman and thinks like that, like they, he's known probably apart from for winning the world title twice, and there being about six hundred years between the first and second title, being the oldest man ever to win a world title, um, to obviously be super famous as well for being a personality and for being selling the grill, you know, the George Foreman grills and being one of the most, uh, the richest boxers in the world because of the grills. But also, I think it was the transformation from when he was fighting before, before he got knocked out by Muhammad Ali and he was a world champion. He was a bad man. He was a bad man. And then he came back. So that was in 1975. He lost to Muhammad Ali. He came back in 19... No... Uh, who am I looking at here? Ron Ma, okay. He came back in like 89, 88. And he was a nice guy. He was a priest. And he was smiling and he was, yeah. So I think it was that everyone, everyone like fell in love with him. But for those that if, like think that maybe his main fights was the one against Ali. I mean, in a sense, that was his main fight. One of his main fights because he was a world title and he lost. But as far as his most exciting fights, it wasn't when he won the world title because he, he knocked Frazier down about 76 times in the first minute. The most exciting fight, I think I've got the right, the right one, is when he fought... Ron Lyle. He fought Ron Lyle in. If you are still awake and you're interested in seeing this, it's one of the best heavyweight fights you'll see. Phenomenal. Really phenomenal. It was 1976. It's on, it's on YouTube. George Foreman against Ron Lyle. Lyle like the sugar, I think. L Y L E. And they went back and forward, both knocking each other down. No one had ever done that to George Foreman, apart from Ali. But that was like at the end of the fight and stuff, you know, then. But this was like a proper backward and forward war. Uh, and George Foreman had never, no one, at that time it ever stood up to him that way Muhammad Ali spent 10 rounds being beaten up by George Foreman and then the 11th round came back and knocked him out and even though I used to think that he just fell over with exhaustion you could have pushed him over well there might be a little bit of truth in that 
but the fact is Ali did knock him out. He punched him with a few punches. It wasn't just like a, a lucky punch. And he didn't get up. It might have been, you know, because he was knocked out. But it was also, I think, exhaustion. I mean, I, I don't... It was kind of like a, an elephant that... A really thirsty elephant. I'm not, I mean, please, George, if you listen to this, I love you and I love elephants, especially thirsty ones. But if you do want to see a really, really good old fight, I mean, 1976 is quite a while ago. If you want to see George at his most bestest, most um, athletic, I would say, a really aggressive, like where someone's actually standing up to him and giving him a proper go, then Ron Lyle, George Foreman, one of the most exciting heavyweight fights you'll see. Hard to believe, isn't it? It's true, though. Oh, he's not hes not around anymore, Ron Lyle. Oh. Oh, Lyle versus Foreman. Oh, see, it's got it in there. See, I wasn't reading this. This is from memory, but this is it's talking about this. Lyle is perhaps best known for a brawling fight in 1976 with Hall of Famer, Hall of Farmer, Hall of Famer, George Foreman. Foreman was making a comeback after suffering his first loss to Ali in the Rumble in the Jungle. The fight is looked upon to this day as one of the most exciting and brutal in heavyweight history. Lyle took the offensive against former champion and won the opening round and at one point he hit Foreman with a staggering body punch. After nearly being knocked out in the round two, Lyle was able to recover due to a timing error. Blah, 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 blah. Which, what? Um... Lyle amazed the crowd by flooring Foreman twice in the fourth round while being knocked down once himself. Lyle Muhammad Ali and Jimmy Young are the only boxers to have ever knocked down Foreman during a professional boxing match. Foreman later said that Lyle was the toughest man he'd ever thought and the hardest shit, um, hitter he ever took up. The former champion recovered and scored a knockout in the fifth round. Foreman later said he won the fight due to Lyle's exhaustion. Wow. According to this, Lyle had quite a, <laughs> a very colourful life. I'm not going to go into all that. But that's another thing that I really used to think that George Foreman, he... He quit, like boxing. After he got beaten by by Muhammad Ali, he quit boxing for, you know, 16 years or whatever. And technically that's true, but it isn't at the same time. Because after fighting Muhammad Ali, he had one... Two, three, four, five, six fights. Six fights after the Muhammad Ali fight. 
And then he came back 10 years later, 1987. And he won the world title in... He fought for the world title, firstly, against Evander Holyfield, 1991. He lost. He fought against Tony Morrison. He lost. And that was in 1993. He was 44 years old. He got proper beaten up on that one. And then... In 1994, November 5th, at 45 years and 299 days, he won the WBA and IBF heavyweight title by beating Michael Moore, knocking him out. Retained it, won. Oh. Did he, what was going on there? Retained it and then looks like he must have just given it up. Then he fought a few more times and then that was it. But Michael Mora won by. Did he knock out Evander Holyfield? Michael Mora, he won the world title. Oh no, he won it, Burt Cooper. He won the w, vacant WBO heavyweight title from Burt Cooper. And then he won the WBA and IBF heavyweight title. Two years later from a Vander Holyfield in a majority decision. Division. And then he lost it to George Foreman. Blimey. And then he won the IBF heavyweight title again against Axel Saltz. And then he lost IBF heavyweight title to Evander Holyfield. So he won the, the world title three times. Blimey. So he won world on four. He won a world championship on four occasions in two weight classes. Well, I didn't know. Where's the other weight class? Blimey! He was a WBA light heavyweight champion as well. For years, from eighty-eight to well, to ninety. So he had two different weight levels. And he won the world heavyweight title three times and a light heavyweight title once. Michael Moura. And who remembers him? They should remember him because that's a huge achievement. That equals Muhammad Ali as far as how many times he won the world heavyweight title. It equals Lennox Lewis. Who won it three times. In fact the only person that's won the heavyweight title more. Than three times. Is Evander Holyfield. So why is it Michael Mora? He's got to be in the. the he's got to be somewhere. He's got to be. Not somewhere. But he's, he should be remembered. He's only 55. I mean, that's like he's only 15 years older than me. 
Wow. He held the WBA light heavyweight title from 88 to 91, compiling 22 straight KOs in 22 fights. And the WBO heavyweight title from 92 to 93, the unified WBA, IBF and lineal heavyweight titles in 1994. And he regained the IBF heavyweight title again, 1986 to 97, becoming a three time heavyweight world champion. So he was undefeated in his first 35 professional boots. So he, he, he defended his WBO light heavyweight title nine times. Thing is, back then, in 1988, the WBO title was lightly regarded. And then... Now it's highly regarded. It's it might not be as equal to the others, the IBF, WBA, WBC, but it's pretty much kind of in the same ball bracket now, because so many superstar boxers have held the WBO title, so they they have to. It has to be recognised. It was recognised back then, but it wasn't like a... It was almost like a secondary thing. You know, if you... It wasn't classed in the same esteem in the 80s as it was as WBA or IBF or WBC. Huh. So all I'm saying is I watched a boxing on Saturday night. Then I went to bed. Oh, there was a proper storm. It's really windy, like proper, proper windy, and yeah, that's it really. I'm glad I was able to uh, have this little chat. It's been fabulous. Uh, other thing I'm doing is. I'll tell you about it another time. It's just to do with the podcasts. But there is a new Let Me Boy to Sleep podcast on Spotify. So it's Let Me Boy to Sleep, then Dash, Jason Newland. But on this one, if you look at it, it is podcast settings. There's a different, it's still the same picture, the little baby with a yellow hat, but there is a listen on Spotify logo on the podcast image. And there's also a little music thing with a thing through it to say there's no music because Spotify does not allow music, doesn't allow it on the podcasts. So... For those that like to listen on Spotify and if you're not concerned about listening with music, then check it out. Uh, at the moment, I've only got 34, 34 recordings uploaded because I'm actually uploading them directly to Spotify. So it's going to take 
a few days to get all 1050 on there but it will it will be done and then when i've done that i'll go to do the deep sleep whisper ones and then the other podcasts and have them all on spotify separate um and maybe then you know i mean there are my other there are some other let me boy to sleep podcasts on spotify but the ones, there's a few, there's one on there that does still, ha- does still have some music ones, but they are being deleted gradually. So eventually those podcasts, and I've deleted the podcast from its source, so they will eventually disappear. This one is directly built, uploaded and produced within Spotify itself, rather than just sharing link to Spotify because I used to be because I used to have it with Spreaker I don't have it with Spreaker anymore I have it with SoundCloud but I don't share that SoundCloud I share that with Apple Podcasts I don't share it with with Spotify so just letting you know and it might sound complicated but if you go to Spotify just put in my name or put in let me boy you to sleep and you'll see there's a couple of these images for the podcasts. The one that's on Spotify is one with the Spotify logo. And that's the one that will be there. And eventually we'll have all the recordings and will be updated every time I do a new recording. But there won't be any, any recordings with music. So just to let you know. Uh, there's no way around that, unfortunately, on Spotify, because it goes against their rules. Now, I'm thinking it's probably a new rule because I've had music on my podcast for years. Well, for the last couple of years at least. But they don't seem to want that anymore. So, cool. I got I got to jump through the hoops. There's no way, other way around it. But I do, I am able to produce the ones with background music on SoundCloud. So that, and and that those podcasts are available on the Apple podcast platform or app. And there's music on them ones. And that's it. So thank you very much. So I know it sounds like a lot of work and it is. It's a huge amount of uploading, and but it's okay. I mean, I have to do each one individually as well. With SoundCloud, I can upload 30 or 40 at a time and then fill in the details and just leave it and let it do its stuff. But with this one, with uh, Spotify, each individual episode is uploaded separately. So it's very time-consuming. But I will persist and perspire and resist eating a wire. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a a nice romantic poem. So if I don't speak to you before, happy Valentine's, no, not Valentine's, what's that one? Halloween. If you're celebrating Halloween and I realise a lot of people might have celebrated it already because 
some people might celebrate at the weekend because it's a, it's a better time to do it. I don't know. But if you are celebrating Halloween, have a good, 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 good time. Hope, you, you know, everything's safe for you. And if you have celebrated, I hope you had a good time. And if, you, if you're going to be celebrating it, just enjoy yourself. And remember to be kind to yourself because you do deserve to be happy. Remember to be gentle with yourself. And I will be back again with another recording very, 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 very soon. And hopefully, when I've finally completed all these podcasts, got them all up and running back to how they were, I can just get on and start <laughs> getting back to making recordings like I was. It's, uh, but I'm still, I'm still trying to do the Let Me Boy to Sleep ones anyway. So at least... I'm doing summer. I'm doing summer in it. Hey, you get me? Swear down. It's true. So goodbye. Lots of love. And remember, peace is the word. The word, the word, the word. Night, night. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.